Hey there, it's Angie. And I'm Kat, and we are Beyond, Beyond the, the Door. Door. This podcast is an extension of the Purple Door, a nonprofit organization serving 12 counties within South Texas. Our mission is to empower the community and those affected by domestic violence and sexual assault to transition to a safe and healthy environment. We believe community accountability through education is at the heart of prevention. Quick disclaimer, this podcast will be discussing sensitive subjects. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. There may be explicit language geared toward a mature audience. Well, good afternoon. Hello. Rhonda. We are excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. Thanks for driving from Pleasanton. Um, so uh, first on the docket, we, they know us. Our, yeah. our people know us, Kat and Angie. Hi. Hello. Um, if you wouldn't mind giving some introductions, tell us about who you are, what's Safer Paths, tell us the stuff. Awesome. Um, I'm Rhonda Williamson. I am the Executive Director of Safer Path Family Violence Shelter in rural Atascosa County, uh, Pleasanton, Texas, just south of San Antonio. We're the only domestic violence shelter south of San Antonio, north of Corpus Christi. We're in that uh, rural brush country area, and that's our service territory. I've been in this movement for 22 years. Wow. I um, started at the Women's Center for Education and Service at Texas A&M University, Corpus Christi, wow. back when that was a department there, and uh, got really passionate about prevention and uh, came over to back when the Purple Door was the Women's Shelter of South Texas several, several years ago now, and uh, helped launch their first prevention program, which was really exciting and lots of new territory to explore and kind of fell down the rabbit hole of prevention and from there left to uh, go be an executive director of Girls Inc. of San Antonio where I was excited about prevention and really passionate about making sure the girls had the skills and the self-worth to navigate healthy relationships and then uh, stayed home for a few years with my own girls who needed support and uh, started volunteering for Safer Path and here we are. Uh, six or seven years later. <laughs> awesome. Holy cow. What a story. You know, I really truly do love hearing everybody's story about how they got in the movement and like, especially the people who have been doing it for a while. Yeah. Like, because, because I definitely know that it did not, it does, the way that it looks now. Yeah. Is so much different. Does it, is it, does it come with like, I mean, and even, I know there's so much further to go still, but does it, being being somebody that um, has done it for a while, this is not on the list. I'm going rogue. No, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, being somebody who has seen that and been a part of it, do you feel like a sense of like we did it, guys? Like, like we're doing it. Like, we're yeah. we're getting there. Like we're making progress. Or are you? Yeah, so... it's a sense of progress. Okay, it's not good. like check. We're done. No yeah. problem solved. No. Uh, you know, we historical perspective. This has been a problem and culture yeah. since the dawn of time um, but I do feel like there's been tremendous progress made in where these conversations are being had how yeah. often these conversations are being had the idea that these conversations are important to have instead mm -hmm. of we we don't talk about that we keep that in the closet it, it's safer to not acknowledge that it happens I do feel like there's been a lot of progress made around at least opening the door to have these conversations right yeah. absolutely I agree um, okay, so how long have you... Because, okay, so first of all, what was your position here at the Purple Door? I was primary prevention and education manager. Shut up! Oh, I didn't nice. know that! What? <laughs> That's cool. So you were Maddie. Yeah. 
Wow. Looked a little different then, but yeah. Well, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I imagine it would. Um, okay, so dang, how was that? Like, yeah, tell us about yeah, what it looked like. All the funding then. streams were pretty new. Okay. Um, we were still trying to figure out what primary prevention really was and what what was going to have traction and what was going to create movement versus awareness. Like, where was the line between prevention and awareness, and is that line? really important um yeah yeah. right and and what the invitation to services needs to look like when Mm. you're trying to navigate that right uh and we were really focused on sexual violence at that point Mm. in time Mm. okay okay it okay it was less of a equally dual program more sexual violence. at that point that's where the that's what our funders were interested in us exploring i see i see and now it has gone like very middle ground very linked yeah and that's been the argument from the beginning like these two things are they have the same root it's the same cause you can't yeah yeah if we're talking about one we're talking about the other we can't separate them absolutely absolutely wow Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Even that is so, like, even in that, so much progress, not yeah. just in the movement, but for the Purple Door alone. Yeah. Like, wow. I forget how new this, like, newish this department is. Prevention? Yeah. The, yeah. That yeah, would have been in 08. When they yeah. actually took a stance uh, mm-hmm. nationally mm-hmm. that that we were going to go toward prevention. That's so, like, first of all. And it was a lot of hope, too. Like, yeah. you've done this work for a long time. And yeah. the agency had done amazing work with victims and, and survivors like, for a long they time. They said prevention. And now it's like, we're going to end this. Like, we're going to. We're going to get there. Yeah. yeah. We are going to get there. It's possible. And, hey. And we want to work ourselves out of a job. Like, that's. Yeah. And that's what Fran says yeah. all the time. That's, yeah. that's, that's what got me here. we say that all the mm-hmm. time. Even she when does. we go and do presentations, we're like, we don't want to work. We yeah. don't want to do this. We don't want this to be a problem. Yeah. We want to end this. Yeah. We're passionate about it because of the dire need to yeah. just make it stop. Yeah. And, and the level of trauma and the impacts of trauma. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, domestic violence or sexual assault happened. And it's it's in this nice, neat container. Yeah. It, it influences everything that we have going on. It Absolutely. influences what happens in schools. It influences what happens at work. It, influ- it influences For years. everything. Yeah. Years of people's lives. Yeah. And, and then whoever's It's generational. Life. Like, it's, a, it's gen- like... It is. Even if you take a stand that it, this isn't going to happen with me and my family, it... Colors your decisions, and it does. Yeah, it's, like it's, you never know. You never what's know going to happen. Yeah, it really does. Oh, those are some powerful words there, Rhonda. <laughs> My goodness, no wonder you're the executive director. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually so uh, speaking of the the title executive director, I had heard from Katrina when Katrina was here. Uh-huh. Um, she had mentioned that the original title for CEO here was executive director yes. before the granting yes. changed it. Yeah. Okay, so you guys have not. It, it just, that's what it is. It's We're, the same, same, same. Yeah. We okay. run through executive directors and then my, my managers are called directors. Understood. Okay. okay. So you're, you're the CEO. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> low key. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. All right. <laughs> um, okay. So how long have you been involved in running a family violence shelter? For five years now. Wow. How, how is that? Tell us about it. It's never, never, never boring. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. Every day is a different challenge. Every day is a different day. Right. Uh, there, there's never a chance to be bored. Um, right. And I think being rooted in prevention is what keeps it from being draining or exhausting. Mm. Or yeah. it's it's we're making we're here to make a difference. We're here to make a change. We're here to mm-hmm. turn this around. Yeah. We don't want to stay stagnant. Mm-hmm. We're, yeah. That's good. Wow. Five years. Holy cow. 
And there's been a lot of growth and change in five years. That's it's exciting. Every yeah. year, every, every year, year there's room changes. for growth and change. So five years is gosh. I remember being a kid and not seeing that it that way at all. I'm like five years. It's not enough time. It's like half my life. Ten years old. <laughs> what do you mean? Any big like accomplishments for you or like challenges that you've seen so far? I got involved with Safer Path through a newspaper article in our local little newspaper. Um, I'd been staying at home with my kids. I was getting a little bored. And there was an article in the paper about they're trying to build a domestic violence shelter mm. with five employees. And they're going to fund it with a bake sale and a car wash. Oh, my gosh. And it broke my heart. And um, I stepped up and said, I, 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 I can help. Like, let me help. Like, I can help with grant writing. I can help with capital campaign planning. I can, I can help. Let me help. And uh, it started to feel like the shelter was never going to get off paper and get launched. And um, then I had a phenomenal uh, community member join me as a volunteer on that capital campaign. And between the two of us, we raised all of the money to get construction going. And then when it started to feel like construction was never going to get off the ground and going, um, someone stepped up and uh, my capital campaign co-chair became the construction project oversight. And they, they moved me into being the executive director from being a part-time grant writer. And it took off and went. And so wow. it, it, it sounds like, oh, magic happened. And then the shelter got yeah. built. That's not it. No. It was a lot of hard work and a lot of grit, um, grit and yeah. communication and sticking mm -hmm. it out. And yeah. I, I still get choked up when I walk through shelter doors because I remember when it was uh, when our bathroom had a giant hole in the floor that you could see daylight through. And oh to go from that to a fully constructed, well-built place that's designed to keep people safe and secure has a has a lot of meaning for me. Yeah. That's awesome. So you've been oh there pretty God. much since the beginning. It's, well, it's it, oh, yeah. Safe for Path was Atascosa Family Crisis Center. Okay. And it's been around since 1992, but okay. they had been a non-residential only program all that time. So they were transporting clients to Corpus, to Bernie, to Seguin in the middle of the night when the call would wow. come in for shelter. Um, so my staff were on the road all hours of the day and night transporting. And they were clients would tell us over and over and over again I would have left sooner and I would have stayed safer if you had an option for me that was not my sister's couch or a hotel room in my own hometown mm, I need a safe wow. place to go yeah and it's we have to provide that, that we have yeah. to when, is, when, yeah the community's obligation to provide that right yeah. absolutely yeah well and I mean yeah, we all have those those passions and those hearts for different things for different reasons. I think, yeah, we're very much created that way. So it's good. It's I'm so glad. I'm very thankful for people who have yeah. hearts like that. So thank you. Thank thank you. you. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so based on location, mm -hmm. um, because obviously you've done your fair share of research, not only being the prevention education manager, right, but what you do now um, and the difference in location just in that, right, Pleasanton versus Corpus Christi slash Coastal Bend area um, versus, you know, the research that you're seeing nationally. What kind of differences have you noticed in all your years that you have worked in this movement? I thought I knew some things and then I moved out into the rural community. <sighs> And it's been an interesting learning. I would say I learn something every day. Wow. Uh, and it's the challenges that people navigate. Mm -hmm. No transportation. And your wide open spaces, you're spread far apart from your neighbors. Um, 
the str- the grit, the the challenges that people overcome, the creativity in the way that they get out and find safety and find access and find help. Um, it, it's different. It's it's just different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So how so is it like, I mean, I don't think, I, I don't know that you could like nail it down to one specific difference because rural is different it's from different. city life yeah. for sure yeah. in, in, in every way. And there's, there's, it should, it shouldn't have been a surprise to me after being immersed in it, but I read a research study in the last year, um, about the severity of violence in the rural community mm. being like, it's more frequent and it's more severe yeah. than in an urban community. Well, when I lived here in Corpus, you could reach out my window and high five my neighbor through her kitchen window. Like yes. what was happening in my home, she knew what was happening in her home. I knew when your closest neighbor is five miles away, yeah. you don't have That's that level of community. Really? Yeah. Can you lend it to me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, like, and it was pretty statistically significant, yeah. like 30% greater oh, wow. likelihood of being, um, of experiencing domestic mm-hmm. violence in your home and mm-hmm. the severity levels were marked. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And okay. So, and correct me if I'm wrong, I might be, but, um, in the more rural communities, I have such a hard time with that word. You guys, oh, that's why rural, I'm rural, to say. Uh, rural, that's what I'm trying not to say. <laughs> I know in those communities versus city um, more populated, more well-populated communities. And like the more populated you get, um, just rural yeah. to just, you know, Denver or New York. Um, what, although <laughs> New York is its own animal. That's yeah. its own like little world over there. Oh Lord. Yes. Maybe a bad <laughs> example. You LA. We'll go with that. Um, it's more of a mindset of my business leave it alone. Mm-hmm. You don't have any business being here. And like, yeah, is that, that is something that you've seen. You there's can, that. And yeah. there's also the challenge of rural communities are very small. Yeah. And I know you, I know your, your brother, yeah. I know your cousin, sure. I work with your mom. They it, couldn't have really done that. Yeah. Well, or it makes it hard to seek services okay, anonymously, sure. right? Mm-hmm. Because is it okay yeah. for me to trust? Is it, so we do a lot of work around making sure here confidentiality we talk about every time we're doing a public appearance or anytime we're like yeah. you're, it's it's safe to come forward and get help like mm. and we're going to strategize around who needs to be your advocate or your mm-hmm. case manager to do that safely like, right yeah well, it's then. hard i come from a little town so yeah you do yeah everybody knows everything about you i i lived in a small town once and that belief is important i mean it's on our shirts like we just did these these just came out like see you know what this is putting our values uh (laughs) right up front and center and it's that belief is you have to believe you have to believe and you believe from that phone call from the moment that hotline call comes in Mm -hmm. yep regard like check what you think you know not a doubt none of that matters yeah yep we believe you when you call for help it starts with that. That's a theme. Honestly, I think that's come up in just about every one of our podcasts so oh, yeah. far. Always believe. So, yeah. It's the first thing. It's, Start from that. That's your default op- that's your default proposition. I mean, yeah. and that goes to everything. That's, that's a good well, everything and then that's a great way and a great easy way really for people in the community to be a part of prevention yeah. and awareness is to just if somebody comes to you and and they're seeking um to be able to, you know, share something with you that's really difficult. It doesn't matter what you think. You just 
you just believe them and yeah. and wipe the rest. It's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Believe and listen. And it's as and easy listen. as that, and it's as hard as that. It is hard. It is hard. It, it can be, I, and I understand, and that's another thing I touched briefly on, well, we did, when, I can't remember if it was Katrina or whatever, but we touched briefly on that as far as, like, because when they were talking about the importance, I said, absolutely, and I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that on the flip side, there are people who have a difficult time believing because it is like, okay, yes, you have seen on the news where people have been proved to be lying mm-hmm. for personal gain or whatever it is. And, and, and unfortunately, those people have made it more difficult in this movement to, you know, but... Don't let the loud few detract. Correct. Yes. Exactly. And that's... Like that. It's like... Under one percent, statistics and numbers explain the world to me, and it is under one percent. And that is, don't let the noisy few. Yeah, don't let the loud few. What say that again? Detract from the the many in need. I'm gonna. Can I quote you? Go for it. (laughs) It's really good. Where your your personal passion, Rhonda? Um, what? Where does that come from for this movement? Do you have like? You don't have to. It's totally fine. I've got it. I know. We get it. Because it's not my story. You know Ah, what I'm saying? Yes. um, Okay. That generational impact that I talk about a lot. um, I'm three generations removed from this being my family's daily reality. And it's not something that we really talk about. Mm. But uh, like somebody in my family said, this is not how... Good. My life is going to be and made intentional choices and really like changed a whole family's dynamic. And I really respect and admire that. And I'd love to be part of making that change for others. I love that. They broke the cycle. They broke the cycle. It's hard to do. And from a prevention standpoint, like I always ask, like somebody needs to research, like what is that thing that snaps them like no snaps out of it and says like absolutely not and it's good adults like Mm -hmm. there was good adults around that she would um this person was able to look at and say i want my life to be like this and not Mm -hmm. like this and made different decisions and that yes so that's a great point i'm the beneficiary of that like i grew up in a great home with amazing parents that are my heroes i adore them like i i benefited Mm, from that yeah i love that i know i I know you said that you guys don't really talk about it, but man, I hope you're. Able, I hope they're able to. Whoever that is is able to hear that from you one day because mm-hmm. man, that's impactful. Holy cow! Like, oh man, to, because okay, so and and you brought up a good point that I think gets it gets touched on a little bit, but I think it's skimmed over a little too easy easily. The um, the importance of having a good support system, mm-hmm. the importance of having good people around you who have a grasp on what healthy is and it might look weird to you right if you don't know what that is if you don't know it might it might be like what are you even talking about that is you're living in a different world yeah Yeah. that does not exist and it's like well yes it does a a better way does exist and like man to i know it's difficult to accept that but man seek out a good community because Mm -hmm. 
I love the it, the, it takes a village. It does. It takes a village, yeah. I love and that I, song. But you I want a good village. A good village. It, yeah. it, it takes a our, well-rounded, yeah, well-rounded, well-rounded village. <laughs> village. Educate yeah. the village. Yeah. <laughs> An educated village. I like that but because yeah. it does. But that's what's so important about like the prevention education team going out. Yeah, it because is. Because that this was another concept that broke my brain, and I can't remember where it came from, but it's been recent. Like I've done this work forever. Why did no one explain it this way? Yeah, the con- the difference between what's normal mm-hmm. and what's common, and we talk about it as normalized behavior, right? Sure. Violence in the home has been normalized, so you're conditioned to accept it. Sure. It's never normal, right? Yeah, but it's common. Like it happens in my house it happens at my neighbor's house it happens at my aunt's house it happened at yeah. my grand like it's common for your perspective normal. but it's never been normal normal versus common holy cow Look like at it you, broke Rhonda. my brain i was like whoa we've got to change God. how we talk about this no kidding that's i you know what and i i it's like you know but you don't like they they put words to it. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. that's it. That's that, what it is. That's yeah. what that we've been sense. trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Because, man. Because my person was able, as a small kid, to be able to say. This is not normal. This is not normal. Just mm-hmm. because yeah. it's common and I've lived this, it's not normal. Mm-hmm. Like, that's normal. I want yeah. normal. I didn't, I didn't, unfortunately, see that until I was an, an adult. Yeah. Until I finally recognized, like, oh, you're not, like, faking it. You're not coming to school and, like faking being happy you're seriously living a pretty sweet life like and i want that i want that for me and my family and yeah and it's possible yeah i think that's another thing that's really good to to i don't know be in the movement what i and these are you okay so going back to i guess getting on topic staying on topic for the history of the movement you had mentioned that it's more of a recent thing that you just saw seeing normalized behavior versus common Common. behavior Mm -hmm. right how do you think that would have impacted us if we would have heard that when you first started you know what i mean well it definitely would have been something we'd have been talking about like wow like do you hear this do you hear this do you understand what this means yeah um but it 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 took a while took and i think it takes a while to bring everybody on it does board um because that's always like sometimes I hear from prevention people and that's y- y'all have been really lucky here like Fran's rooted in prevention it's it's focused on prevention her leadership is about prevention and I've really respected that as a role model and yeah adopted a lot of what she does yeah. and your organizational culture is about yeah prevention Fran's awesome we love her we love Fran Fran's amazing thank you Fran <laughs> um, learned lots of things uh, in other places that don't have that um, it's don't be frustrated. Like, right. Take yeah. your, take your leadership with you on the journey. Like mm. you didn't wake up one day with all of this information and this completely different perspective yeah. around prevention. Nope. It's not a light switch that you flipped it's and you've slow. got it. It's a process yep. and take, take your people with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Take your people with you. That's I another one. That. Come on, Rhonda. You're just, <laughs> you're just, you're just, <laughs> you're just spitting them out. Like, Take, I you. know. I put normal versus Rhonda. <laughs> Actually, that's probably valid. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed that that's a stare. I think I was saying your name while I was. That's how a lot of my life is felt. <laughs> normal versus Rhonda. What is like, uh, It's not oh wrong. <laughs> that's hysterical. 
Um, man, you're going to be popular on our social media next <laughs> <I> week. <know. laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with – take your people with – man, I feel like that goes into – that goes into parenting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That goes into, I think, if because you can't, I mean, businesses, for sure, take your team, all, all that leadership, mm-hmm. everything, but who's a who's a leader but parents, yeah. right? That's Parents are your first example of yeah. what you see in life. And yeah, how, of everything. Yeah, and I am, like, a strong believer of you surround yourself with the right amount of people, mm-hmm. and your life will change drastically. It, it will. They're, you have no choice. And, like, especially if they're good. If they are good people, they're going to stick around through the highs and the lows. Because oh, yeah. getting out of a mindset like this, getting out of a life like that in the SADV sector, um, unfortunately, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's a process. It's, I mean, and it's, it's ups unlearning. And it's unlearning, which is just as hard or harder. Yeah. I would almost learning. say harder, especially as an adult. Harder, yeah. yeah, I would say harder. And then replacing what you've unlearned with a better behavior. Yeah. Like, I, that's the whole thing of like, oh my gosh, I just heard about, um, I'm going to, uh, EMDR. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. That's like the whole thing is like you replace everything with better ways and to see things. You're retraining your brain. Retraining, you are. Yeah. Completely. How crazy is that? But we have the but resources. But you can do it. We have yeah. the resources. These days. Like now, not, you're not stuck there. Oh, okay. You have options. You have, yeah, you have options. So now, again, bringing it back to topic, if you go back to the history of the DVSA movement, back when prevention wasn't, hadn't, like, made its debut, which, thank God, it has, but when it was just, let's get these people out of that mm-hmm. environment and make sure that they're safe and give them opportunities to create something better for themselves, mm-hmm. Right. When it was just a like, oh my gosh, we're realizing this is an issue and we have to do something about it. I can't just realize it and not say anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, I can't imagine like the first person to actually do that and like all the pushback and like what the. But oh, they were doing yeah. it way back. Yeah. Like 18, whatever. Yeah. Somebody opened a house and yeah. said, right. this is a house Come for. In. This is a safe place. This yeah. is a safe place for women in abusive situations. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That's amazing. The bravery to do that, that's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, and again, before prevention was even close to coming around, mm-hmm. right? And I guess it's like, what do you think that people would have done? I don't know. I, I wonder if it would take out some of the struggle if you were to be told the things that we know now. Yeah. I mean... you had It's a journey. Yeah. It's all it a journey. A journey. It and is. It's, it's you're taking your people with you. Like, oh, man. Oh, so, it's just so much... It's just so much information. And it's like, it is. well, social media is different. Like you're, you, you have a platform. The Everybody internet. has a platform now yeah. that you can choose to use for good or use for evil. Well, um, <laughs> we know plenty of both. And uh, <laughs> I don't know that, that that was as large as it was mm. in the early days of prevention. Like you've, you've got tools and you've got champions and right. Mm, right. It, it, it's getting the message out where it needs to be. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Man, uh, social media has been really helpful. And hurtful. Yeah. It's its own balance, well, but sure. oh, well, yeah. teaching people to navigate that effectively is another skill set. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. If we, I feel like we should have classes for each individual skill set that you're just like, okay, we've got a class for every hour this week. <laughs> what do you want to take? <laughs> we did with Girls Inc. Because I said it, I came into Girls Inc. with a prevention mindset. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and I had a, a phenomenal partner in Charlotte Ann Lucas from Nowcast SA, if anybody's listening there, thank you, CA, uh, about teaching girls about their digital footprint. Like, 
this is what you're leaving behind yeah. in an online space. Like yeah. make choices that reflect your values and who you are as a person and how you want to be yeah. perceived. And that's really empowering. Absolutely. Oh, I love, I'm going to add that to my magazine. See? Rhonda. Digital <laughs> Rhonda's that to the just. magazine I'm making. <laughs> Rhonda's just. Give me the pen. I know. Sorry. But there's two pens. Oh. Take my pen. Take my pen. How was working at Girls Inc.? I've heard about them a bit. And I, I have not. I have not heard of them. It. I, like I said I came at it with a from a place of prevention. Like yeah. I wanted every girl to know her value and worth and Absolutely. be equipped to navigate a healthy relationship and came at it from there. I I loved it. It was it's a different perspective getting to work with mm-hmm. with youth in a environment that they want to be in that they're yeah. interested in being in and you get to train the next generation of activists and Heck really yeah. channel their yeah. passions and yeah cause that's my grant focuses on the youth and oh my god it's so fun they've got great curriculum oh yeah they do so yeah. i went from having to write my own stuff to like wow there's some for everything <laughs> oh my gosh that's what i want to learn next is how to write my own curriculum i feel like i can do it i do totally it. think you could yeah, yeah absolutely that sounds like i think you should do it do it i should <laughs> You've got a great support system behind I you. I my list of things that have oh my projects gosh. and stuff going on right now. Angie and I are the idea guys around here. <laughs> somebody's got to execute, y'all. I'm just telling you. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm the executor, too. I just need somebody. As long as I have at least one person on board, I'm going. We're going. We're doing it. It's always each other. <laughs> it's always me. It's always Angie and I. And then she does another idea. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's good, too. <laughs> and then we've brought on a, a volunteer who helps us with that as well. And, and so it's been really cool. She does the same thing. And she's even, I mean, she takes. She always takes it a step further. I'm like, no way. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's awesome. It's so cool. It's so cool. And Fran said something very impactful when I first came um, in, the, I think it was the DV class, because um, that was like my first class. And then it was the essay training, the four weeks of essay, which whew, that's yeah. different. Full full days of just information, which is incredible. But man, do you it walk out awesome. of there and you're like, I think I just stepped out of the twilight zone. Mm-hmm. The whole world is different now. Yeah. You, you can't not see it anymore. You, you cannot. Yeah. Like it just, yeah. And like it's like I thought I saw it before, but now I'm like, it's so much deeper than I ever. Whew, it's just a uh, shameless plug again. Take our essay class. Yeah, That's I was going to say, it yeah. is available to the public. It is. Just give us a call. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, But anyway, the DV class, uh, Fran had said, um, the great thing about the Purple Door is that since when we started, you know, sure, the turnover is crazy because, why? Because the movement takes its toll on people. If, mm-hmm. if self-care is not yes. an extreme part of your life where yeah. you absolutely make it yes. a priority, you have to. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you will get burned out, period. And it's not if, it's when. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, there you go. Exactly. Because it's heavy. It's heavy. It's hard. These are real people. These are mm-hmm. real stories. And you are being a part of them. Yeah. And as as wonderful as it is to say, like, you're not alone. I mean, you're really not. And we walk with you. And it's mm-hmm. like, so experiencing a lot of that is, is a lot. So the the turnover is understandable. And, and it's never been something. I love that the Purple Door is very understanding and is like, hey, if you got to take a break, take a break. We get it. Um, but she said, because of that, we've had, we've always had somebody come in at the right time to take us to that next step that we needed to go. That's a great perspective. I know. Mm -hmm. I know. And she, she said that and I was like, yeah. Yeah. And then I, I look at our team 
And then I look at outreach teams and I look at the counseling team and I'm watching everybody like continuously making ways to like every take it for yeah. yeah. Like every day someone's doing something like, Oh my god, that's awesome and so take us to the next step. Yeah. Growth and change yeah. is amazing. Uh, painful. But it's amazing. <laughs> oh yeah. You can't leave out the fact that it's painful. <laughs> it sucks in the beginning. In the beginning. Or like even in the middle. Really, until the end. <laughs> until the end when you hit the winning spot and you're like, this was yeah. worth it. And that's when we will stop working. No, right. That's, Absol- <laughs> that's Amen. That was good. Yeah. I like that. And that's when we stop working. Absolutely. Um, so actually, that leads really well into the next question. Um, what would you, as somebody who has been in the movement um, and has not left, which is fantastic and we are so grateful, mm-hmm. um, what would you say to anyone else who decides to step foot into this movement and decides they want to stay, maybe discovers a passion and a passion about it and to prevent them from going down the path of burnout? It's not a race. Mm-hmm. This is a long, long marathon. Mm-hmm. It's not a race. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't expect it to be fast. Um, don't expect it to be fast. <laughs> have patience. Have patience with yourself. Have patience with your people. Mm. Um, have patience. Uh, with your community. With your community. Mm-hmm. Keep, keep your perspective right, too. Yeah. Um, it may feel like we're slow, we're not having impact, things aren't changing, and that, that's always a sign you're not paying attention to the right things. Mm. Or you're, like something's happening, and uh, pay, pay attention to the right things. Keep your perspective in check. Um, and listen. Listen to what's what's going on around you, but we talk a lot about self care in this mm. in this movement. There's a lot to talk about it, and it's we, important we, to do we it. talk about it in our interviewing. Like, mm-hmm. what 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 self care do you have? That's like, let's talk about vicarious trauma. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's all of us carry it, all of us experience. What are you going to do? Like, what do you, what skill sets do you already have to help you navigate this? And it's hard to we don't teach about what self care. Mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. like we, yeah. we it becomes a buzzword instead of yes are you drinking enough water mm-hmm. are you taking time to go to the bathroom between appointments Sleep. are you sleeping enough at night are you managing your time where you have a personal life like mm-hmm. i don't expect this to be the only part of your identity yeah. and don't lose your identity mm. in this because it, even in prevention like you can become the the figurehead, the identity, the poster child for mm. prevention. Like, I'm going to be the greatest <laughs> warrior for this cause. I'm going to end it all. I'm going to yeah. end it all single-handedly <laughs> by myself. <laughs> I'm Wonder Woman. Like, you can you can assume that as your identity mm. and lose and, and sublimate the other parts of you. Yeah. And and those parts are going to always resurface. Like, yeah. Keep a balance in that. It's true. It's true. It, get, it does get tough. It does, and then it leaks out into your personal life. It uh, does if you if you don't have that self care, and if you're not bringing your people at home along with you on this journey, correct, you can get some pushback there too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, I first week I st- <laughs> my kids, <laughs> I started coming home and I was like, "Did you know?" And oh, oh, and they know now. <laughs> oh yeah, oh they know, and they will continue to know. Like I think my son came home the other day and said something just obnoxious, and I was like, "We don't say that about in the house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. and then. So not only That's was like it, a phrase my 11-year-old will quote. Like, oh, no, we don't do that. We don't. <laughs> so, I, I love Rhonda that. Jr. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. We don't do that. No. We don't do that. 
Uh, I love that, first of all. Um, but yeah, no, it was not only, what are you even talking about? Do not say that. It was the follow-up questions. To, exactly. Yeah. It was the, first of all, where are you even hearing that? Second of all, how do you think that we could be a better role model? Let's take a look into why it's not okay. And then maybe the next time you hear somebody say it. You'll rethink it. Yeah. And, yeah. and maybe or you can educate them. them. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, the, the snowball effect of education and awareness is... Beautiful. And that's also accountability, which is always a balance, right? Sure. Like accountability is not you're dead to me for what you said. Nope. Yeah. It's let me invite you in mm-hmm. to why this is a problem. Yeah. Like help me be part of the solution. Take them exactly. with you. Mm-hmm. Take yeah. your people with you. Like my daughter was like telling me the day, like a friend of hers, he's not allowed to talk to her anymore because his girlfriend doesn't allow it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't like it. Like the girl is this and this and this. I was like, well, the way her character is, is doesn't matter. It's the controlling part that I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, did you tell the teacher? And I was like, if you can't talk to him and you can't tell him, like, hey, that's not healthy or whatever, tell the teacher. That's the best you can do. And it's the most you can do at that point. And she's like, well, his mom knows already. And I'm like, okay. And he's still dating her, and that's we can't do anything about it. You can't stop. Just know, if you can, let him know, I'm always going to be your friend whenever you're ready to have somebody to mm-hmm. talk to. That's all you have to do. And I... So, like, just her noticing that, like, hey, that's not cool. Like, that's not healthy. I'm worried about my friend because, like, we were close. He used to talk to me all the time, and now he can't. And, like, it's not just her. It's, like, other people he can't talk to. Mm. So she's like, oh, my God, that's, like, that's they're in eighth grade. <laughs> so I'm like, if, that's all you can do. If he's still dating that girl and the mom knows, let a teacher know so she can keep an eye on him, make sure that he's safe. But your daughter also knows... What cool. she's going to accept and not accept. Like, yeah, she knows so. that's not okay for me. Like, that's not okay right. for you I either. So. Yeah, because like, it was last year when she was dating a little boy and he was super, she told us super late that he was super jealous. He didn't like, like when she talked to other boys. Apparently, he broke her phone and we didn't know. Oof, we thought, oh, wow. she, we thought she broke it. And it was just all these things. Mm-hmm. And then I started noticing signs. I'm like, hey, you know what? Like, why is he giving you so much car? Why are you freaking out because you didn't tell him goodnight? I'm like, that's not cool. Like, you can talk you to him sh- at school. You like, shouldn't be having anxiety over an eighth grade boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. So I. We but ha- it starts then. Oh, yeah. it does. Oh, it does. Oh. So we had that conversation and now she knows. So with her current relationship, she's just like, oh, I don't I like, you know, he she's like, I didn't talk to him today, but it's OK. Mm. Like um, he told me he was going to be busy. It's fine. Or like something like she doesn't freak out as much. And she looks a lot happier and not like anxious all the time to have to run to get her phone. Good. So like, hopefully she listens to me sometimes. <laughs> I she and she does. I it'll, think she it'll does. Stick someday. <laughs> someday. Someday she'll look back and be like, "Dang, Dang you did tell me that." Jenica was right. What you look at that? <laughs> My mom was awesome. I, I should have listened earlier. Yeah, right? It happens like, about the time they turn forty. I'm just preparing you for that because I've had that internal dialogue. Oh no, that I had that like. I should have listened to my mom. <laughs> that happened for me about tw- last year, two years ago. <laughs> In my early twenties, I'm like. Okay, so I wanted to bring it back. Um, there was another part of it that, because um, we are talking about schools now, right? Yeah. There's a whole issue in schools. That's a whole other thing. And we're definitely trying to get into as many schools as will possibly have us. Um, 
I don't even know. I, that wasn't an option back in the day. Yeah, it was. Right? We started with that. When? Where? Uh, we were in Cal Allen Middle School in oh, okay. their health department. Oh, no. I no, mean, like, before even prevention was like a, oh, look at yeah. this. Yeah. 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 Before, before that, it was like, that. stay away from us, you weirdy weirdos. <laughs> we're good. Um, or they'd call in when there was a, a, a situation, thing. a thing mm-hmm. had happened. Yeah. They'd call in for a one-time assembly to address the topic. Oh, boy. And oh, then, wow. okay, so when the assembly, right. So... I can't. Somebody told me that. I know you guys had told me that mandatory reporting was a newer thing. I can't remember when that came around. I don't remember a time when that wasn't a thing, but that know, doesn't same. mean it's not. Like, same. I don't either, but uh, somebody had said we, that that was a. Not with teachers. It was. Was it teachers we're talking Yeah, it was teachers, healthcare workers, any of them. And, really, well, everybody mandi- in the state of Texas is technically a mandatory reporter. Yeah. I, I feel like it's a national thing now. If you work with. It's mostly children. if you work with children or in, or if you are caring for right. anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you are in a position to care for anyone, you are a mandatory reporter. Um, but I, I heard that that was more of a new... And I say new, I mean like probably 20 years, maybe. I just mean new relative to the movement. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I have to wonder, I guess, what that looked like. That was probably... Allowed that probably allowed more city areas to to kind of still have that stance of my business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't ask questions. You go to school and you keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. You go to wherever and you keep your mouth. You know what I mean? More of a very controlling and very like what happens in our house is nobody is our business. Yeah, yeah, nobody else's business. That's crazy. It's I mean I guess it's a it's a great thing to recognize that that has come quite a ways. Because, I mean, now we are able to go in schools and we are able to say, like, hey, that's a really bad, don't do that. (laughs) It's not good, maybe. Let's unlearn and relearn new skills. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult, though. That's that's been a difficult thing to navigate, Mm -hmm. not being able to say the the word consent. Oh, yeah, we can't say consent. We get it. We get it. I mean, sort of. But... And and to respect the schools, we definitely want to say we we're cutting back as much as we have to in order to get in there to still present the yeah. information yeah. that we can. Because whatever you can get is going to land with somebody who needs Correct. it. Correct, mm-hmm. exactly. And we'll get there one day. Yeah. We'll get there one day, maybe. One of the most eye-opening exercises that we used to do with middle school kids was this like scenario situation. They had voting paddles. Like, is this a healthy relationship behavior? Is this an unhealthy yeah, yeah, relationship yeah. behavior? Yeah. Red flag, green flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red yeah. flag, green flag. Yeah. Flip, flip, flip. <laughs> yep. That, that was mine. Uh, she said i did it (laughs) they would defend the scenario you just talked about with your daughter like he's blowing up my phone 81 times i'm at basketball practice and i missed all those calls so in the hour i was at basketball practice he called 81 times is this healthier oh no i want that like i want him no you don't like let's have a conversation about why Mm -hmm. you want that where did you pick this behavior up what well, I want him to be jealous. You want him to be jealous? Like, oh. Or do we want to feel safe and secure? Like, yeah. how, what is this? I had that as a kid, though. I can remember. Yeah, that's like, I had that a, as a kid. I was if like, nobody oh, it challenges he... it. Yeah. yeah. I think because it's, like, seen as romantic. Like, oh, yeah. Like, He's really interested. He cares, in it. He cares about, about me. me. Yeah. yeah. But he, no. no. <laughs> that's not what that is. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, and then attachment. The not kid normal. That's blowing up the phone thinks it's right. normal to yeah. do that because, like, common. Oh, yeah, common. common. But not normal. Mm-hmm. But not normal. Ooh. We're going to use that. I'm sticking I with like it. I like that. Yeah. Like, they think it's okay because that's what 
they saw on TV or on like music videos or whatever. Oh sure, and then we want like, to talk about mainstream media. Mm. Uh, so like they do we though? That's another and conversation like, that happens a lot at our like. That's not at our house. Like, let's check the misogyny in the music and let's check the misogyny yeah. in what we're watching. Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. this is not in our house. I also have two daughters, which has I mean, ah. colored everything oh, from this yeah. movement forward. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Oh gosh, we wait. No, we're not talking to your kids. We're do. We're actually doing a series with um, with with the with the children of um, parents in the movement. Oh, that'd be real interesting. I'm gonna have to tune into that one. We're, di- yes. we're doing it. Yeah, yeah. We just did Fran's daughter. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Recorded with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so their perspective has got to be different. Like, they, oh my gosh. Oh yeah, she's they so see cool. No, like I said, what eleven year old? I've got an eleven year old. What eleven year old is able to say like? That's not acceptable. Please don't speak to me that way. Like, it's a, boundaries. It's a skill yeah, set. Boundaries, yeah. I mean, and who tells you at 11 it's okay to have boundaries? And here's how to communicate that. I tell my like, kids that all the time. We talk about boundaries in the house. Yeah. They do it oh, with yeah. each other, but then they use it against each other. Oh, that's oh And then you're like, like, I taught you that. That's my And now I got to respect now you're being, it. Well, well, there's that part. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have to go into the conversation of, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to give you two scenarios. And if you say it's genuine, I respect it and I will. It is what it is. So you explain it like, okay, one of them is manipulating, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> one of them is just doing it because you want to get what you want, and then you're gonna like re, re you're gonna take it back later because oh, now you want like, no. and 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 that's okay. You can change your boundaries. You're allowed to. That's you're allowed part to of change right, your boundaries. Yeah. Part, part of, of negotiation consent. and consent and communication. Correct. Correct. Yeah. correct. However, it's the you got to ask yourself the motives of why you're setting that boundary what what's your motive if it is because you're uncomfortable if it is because you don't like that if it is because perfect i will respect that mm-hmm. if it's because you just like want to make sure that things around the house would go a certain way you're being you want to like control the the atmosphere of the house i just want to let you know your boundaries will be in your room. <laughs> the right. rest of us. You can have your boundaries over there. Over yeah. there. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, and it is a tricky topic. And I think it always mm-hmm. has been. Well, it always will be. Um, well, it's changed. It's how you raise, like, how we were, how I'm older than y'all, how I was raised, yeah. how, and I've got, my kids are eight years apart. So, yeah. How my oldest was raised and how my youngest was raised is different because different yeah. mm-hmm. they need different skill sets at different times. Yep. Like, because the world is different eight yeah. years later, mm-hmm. uh, things look different. You know better as a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, you learn every day. You learn every day, yeah. and it's what you pass on to them and how you parent them. Mm-hmm. That's like that was the other thing that stuck in my head. Like that that becomes their internal dialogue like mm-hmm. that's that's their lens they look at the world at like mm-hmm. i want you to have really good boundaries like mm-hmm. yeah. if i don't teach you anything else i want you to know yeah. it is okay to have boundaries yeah mm-hmm. yeah and that i mean that's a part of me that wishes i would have learned that sooner because i did not have that right support system and like that it was the very like i'm an adult and you will respect yeah. me and you will do what i tell yeah. you to do i mean do. and that's generational too that's what we knew absolutely yeah. And I don't blame them at all. We've we've gone through our whole forgiveness, and 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 I understand that you you know it's yeah. it's important that you do that right because that's a, another part of taking your people with you. Forgiveness is huge. Oh, cancel, yeah. cancel culture is the worst. You don't. You're not. In, it's it, that's the 
it's almost like the opposite of accountability. You don't yeah. have, you're not invited in, you're not invited to growth, you're not invited to just, change. Just feel, like, bad or, go feel bad about it what you did and, and I don't yeah. want to disappear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's yeah. not how are people to grow that way. Mm-hmm. It's It makes it, I mean, it's still possible, but it just makes it a whole, a whole lot more difficult than well, on the level of resentment. Yeah. Sure. And then how do you work with, you know, being healthy and yeah. all of that? It's like, oh, it makes it so much more difficult. So just like, you know, it's okay to address it and say like, this sucked. <laughs> I didn't like this and I didn't learn what I needed to in it. And so I took this with me. Right. Yeah. I was a parent like that for a while and I hated it. I hated it. Like do, do this because I'm the adult, I'm the parent. And that's what I said. And now not even just in this movement, but a little bit before, like it's just slowly learning and being like, wait a minute, I don't want to talk to my kids. Yeah. That way. Like yeah. I, want to talk well, to and I wouldn't want another authority figure. I wouldn't want her to be like, well, they're the boss or they're in charge yeah. or they're exactly. the... What if it's the wrong kind yeah. of authority figure or somebody with bad intentions? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. To understand what that um, respectful ask yeah. looks like. Mm-hmm. Just and be- we should be a safe place to practice and learn those skills. Yes. And I mean, but that's hard and it's work. It's really yeah. hard. It's really... And I've had to tell my kids many times, like, I know it's hard to... I, I know it's hard to come out of that visual visualization, but I'm not a superhero. Yeah. I love you. I'm not. I'm not perfect. I'm a whole I'm human mistakes. being. Yeah. Yes. We're trying every day, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apologizing to your kids is real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's, it is a learning process. Mm-hmm. The whole thing, which I think, if anything, we can take away from the SA and DV movement is like that it's teaching a lot of people that it is such an important learning process. It's not the only movement that's teaching that. Right. But it's a big, it's a big part of it. I think. And I don't know how that would have looked back in the day versus now. I don't know if it's different or if it is the same. Mm-hmm. What would you say? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you can't be held accountable for what you didn't know when you didn't know it, right? Yeah. And I think that's, I think there's been a lot of things happening yeah. in culture that have, or that are contributing to this work. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember when Brene Brown started with the TED Talk on vulnerability, and oh it was gosh. like, wait, what? Yeah. And now she's got this amazing platform where it's about, hey, it's okay to talk about these are the mistakes yeah. that I've made, and mm-hmm. I, I be authentic, and be awkward, brave, and kind, and show up with people differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not part of this movement, but in a lot of ways, it is part of this movement. It's yeah. how we they, show up for each co-mingle. other. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's a lot of, of cross sections and intersections and good tools and good skills. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we didn't have those things then. Right. Yeah. Right. And I love that. I really do because experiencing the other side of that sucks. Experiencing the one that it's like, no, you did make that mistake. And I, you know, I don't want, and sometimes you have to learn the hard way, right? Like sometimes it is about learning the hard way, that, that part, yeah. that part, that part's not fun, but it is part of it. Part of it. Part of it. Yeah. It is. Again, it's a slow a process. Mm-hmm. It is a healing journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For everyone. Oh, for everyone <laughs> I feel like yeah. we're all healing since we were born. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that goes in. Uh, yeah. I won't bring my faith into it, but <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I know it's a c- incredibly hard. <laughs> I'm dying. I don't know about you guys, um, but it has been wonderful has. to have you on. Thank You're you so very cool. Much. You are really cool. That's like the first time in my life I've ever heard that. Thank you. Stop <laughs> it. No, it's not. 
You're like a str- you're you just give that strong, powerful woman yeah. vibe. That's like uh, and but also at the very same time you've got that softness that's so necessary in the growth and the. It's good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming all the way yes. down from Pleasanton. Thanks so much. I hope when we're over, if we are ever over there, we can go. Yeah, I'd visit. love to show y'all what we've done. Yes. I would love to see it. That would be fun. <gasps> Maybe we can arrange something like that. <gasps> yeah. Oh. Ooh, hint, hint. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having this me. This so much fun. Thanks so much for tuning in. The Purple Door provides free services to anyone who has experienced domestic or sexual violence at any point of their life. We also have a 24-7 hotline that you can reach out to with any questions at any time. And those numbers are 1-800-580-4878 or 361-881-8888. If you are interested in volunteering or have questions about donating, please visit our website at purpledoortx.org. Remember, a unified community is a safe community. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Actually, you know what? I don't know why I did that for... Okay, so...